at SAFM Radio and at Mish Constant on SAFM. Don't forget, if you'd like to hear a song that is also a metaphor for how you're feeling today, you're welcome to do so. You can SMS us on 41391. 41391. You can WhatsApp us on 0614104107. Or you could even follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Jet Set Breakfast. So we're going into a story down in the Western Cape around something called the Green School. What is the Green School? Well, on the line, we have Andy. Andy Wood, who is the head of Green School South Africa. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Andy, talk to us. The Green School, it's in the Cape Winelands. What is it? So uh, there's a school in Bali called Green School Bali, and uh, it's a wallless school uh, made out of bamboo, extraordinary architecture, but it's a, a really innovative school in terms of how teaching and learning happens and a really joyful, experiential approach to teaching and learning. And a, a local family based in Pal, the Brunt family, went to Bali and enrolled their kids in the school there. And they had an absolutely extraordinary educational experience. They returned out of Pal and said, look, we've got to start a green school in South Africa. And so they bought eight hectares of land uh, on that road between Pal and Franschuk. And we're in the process of constructing a, a campus and we'll be opening our doors in January next year. And I wanted to just recreate something of that energy, the ethos, the, the joyfulness of Green School in Bali here in a South African context. Andy, are you saying that it's a Green School because it's off the grid? We do have solar power and we are recycling our water as much as possible. I'm sure there will be times when we'll need to draw on the national grid and then times when we might need to pump water from the river, but we're trying to be as off the grid as possible. More importantly, we wanted to show our children how it is possible to live a sustainable lifestyle. You know, come and have a look at how a solar system works, uh, have a look at how a water recycling system works, have a look at how you could grow your own vegetables, this is what permaculture looks like, um, and for our children just to be able to look afresh at how we live our lives and the energy footprint that we have uh, as, as we live our lives. We want our children to see themselves as people who can make a difference. So one of the things that we've been talking about here on the show, and I've been talking about uh, in my other life as well, is this idea of school gardens and what we learn from things that grow. So how we use things that grow to teach us different things. Could it be maths? Could it be science? It could be the arts, biology, etc., geography. Uh, is this something that you are focusing on? Absolutely. You, know, think you and I, when we were at school and we learned about the water cycle, well, we'd open the textbook at Chapter 8, page 64, and, and copy the diagram into our, our little notebook. I want to have our children out in the garden looking at the clouds and say, well, how come clouds float? And how come the water stays in the river? And why doesn't the river just float upwards? And why don't clouds crash? And then by generating and inspiring questions from the children uh, to be able then to design the learning experiences. So let's have a look at the gardens and how do we plant a seed and what makes them grow and, and, and what do the good earthworms do and what do the bad army worms do and, and uh, you know, all those sort of questions would generate an extraordinary wealth of opportunities to learn. Kids would come home at the end of the day saying, we had a fantastic time playing in the gardens. Well, they would have might have written an English essay out there. They might have done their art out in the gardens. They might have learned about science, photosynthesis. A whole lot of learning activities happened there. And it just suits those children who are just not good at sitting still in desks for a long period of time, copying things out of books. And my goodness, education ought to be a lot more joyful and fun than that. Andy, I understand that the Green School offers a diversity of learnings, frameworks, if you want to call it such. Yeah. 
So we have what we call proficiencies. And yes, there's mathematics and science and English and Afrikaans and all the languages. And those will be taught uh, in a, an inquiry-based way. And then we have a thematic approach. So we might choose one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, uh, access to clean water for everybody. And there might be a theme on water. And we might be studying the river flowing past the school. And uh, we'll have a little bit of history and geography and business and mathematics and all sorts of other subjects integrated there. And then the third element of it is an, a, a passion project. And each child will identify a project that they wish to follow for the year. And it might be designing a computer app. They might be the science and technology kid who's making a machine. It might be somebody involved with a local animal shelter or orphanage, uh, some community work in our in our area. And they will follow that project for the year and then present it at the, ed- at the end of the year in sort of a TED Talk style conference. And can you imagine, by the time you get to matric, you've not only got good marks, but when you apply to university, you can say, well, I started a business, but it didn't really work. And I designed an app, and I made a machine, and I got involved in some community service work, and I got involved in a program to, uh, you know, um, I don't know, ban the sale of plastic bags in supermarkets. And, you know, that was really successful. And that had really impressed the university admissions register. But we hope, more importantly, that each child will have discovered their passion, what yeah. really excites them. And... You know, to follow a career path that is aligned with your passion uh, and not just reaching the end of school thinking, well, I'm not quite sure. I I must try and get a job that earns lots of money because that will make me happy. Andy, you mentioned uh, matriculants, etc. What uh, grades do you start at? And will you go all the way to matric would be the first question. And how does this align to the South African public school examination and curriculum? Uh, So we're opening from little people, pre-kindergarten up to grade eight, uh, in January next year, we'll then roll out to grade 9, 10, 11, and 12 over the next four years. Um, so we're sort of building the school up from the bottom. Uh, we will essentially be following an American-style curriculum uh, so that our children, when they reach the end of grade 12, can apply to both local universities and universities abroad. Um, the curriculum in Green uh, we follow the, the curriculum of Green School Bali, uh, and that is very much along that American curriculum lines. Um, and that allows you a lot of flexibility. You can choose what topics you study in history, what text you study in, in, in your languages, um, you know, what, what themes you choose. So there's a lot of flexibility within that. And uh, all our teachers started work on the 1st of October. We have a fantastic group of educators. And uh, we're busy working on our curriculum design and so on to say, well, how can we re- refresh and re-look afresh at uh, not only what we teach, but how we teach in an experiential, joyful, hands-on, creative way? Okay, Andy, we do need to go, but I have one more question for you. I've watched the video, I've watched the, the, the website. Frankly, I look at it and I think, wow, this looks like something which is A, going to be very, very expensive and something that is not going to have a level of diversity. How would you respond to that? It, it, it is a reality that a school like this is funded entirely by private funding. There is no funding from the state, uh, so our only income is from school fees. We are... We will be uh, putting together a fund for scholarships uh, in order to ensure that the school is able to attract a a more diverse uh, pool of applicants. Um, Obviously, at this stage, all our resources are going into building the campus. Uh, But once the campus is complete, we'll start growing that scholarship and bursary fund because we would love to have a diverse community, not only in terms of, of, of ethnicity, but in terms of just views of life. Uh, We want to have people who have a really open-minded, progressive, forward-looking perspective on life and to be able to attract a community that will enable our young people to be well-prepared to succeed in the world of the future.
Well, we look forward to seeing that fund being created because, uh, as they say, the more diverse a society is, the more productive the society is as well. That's Andy Green, the head of the Green School South Africa. And if you want to look it up and have a look at it, it's situated in the Cape Winelands. Just go onto the website, greenschoolca. I mean, what am I saying? Greenschoolsa.co.za. 7.24, time for us to go into our Know Your Country SABC education feature. And the question that we asked the young kids is, have you ever heard about Chachingo potholes? What have you heard about them and where are they situated? I have no idea.